normally get more beeps than that. <clears throat> you got the standard three. Welcome back. Another episode of the Long Snapper podcast, the only NFL podcast that is equidistant between chit chat and analysis. <laughs> I am Adam. That's bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> no, we we're much, much closer to. I don't think we're close to either of those things. Doug, Mark, and Russ, good evening, chaps. How Hello. are we? Hello. Just consuming luncheon. Uh, there's also a chance that Craig may appear, but as he's is not coming. Case, we don't know. He's Who not coming. <laughs> Who cares? Well, I care because I had a bet with him last week. And that bet, if you may recall, I suspect, Doug and Mark, you weren't on, but you won't have listened. Um, I have listened. Okay. It was, it was <laughs> something, to do with, no. something to do with you thought that one of the games would be closer than the game that he thought. Yeah, he was convinced that the Seahawks would run up a huge score against the Cowboys, and I was convinced that the Bears would do that against the Eagles. So the bet was so which both team would win by more. Both of those teams lost. <laughs> Neither of you deserve to win that bet. No, I think um, I could try and argue that the points margin was one instead of two in my game, but I don't think any money deserves to change hands no. on that. Um, I worry about it. Podcast bets don't count in terms of exchanging money, do they, Russ? Well, um, no comment. <laughs> some old wounds Mate, there. When, I, when, I when, I see, when I see his... you, when I see you, I'll give you your money. It's can't say fairer than that. If I bump into you in Hockcliffe, yeah, I'll ask for it. You probably ignore me in a pub anyway. <laughs> That's me. Internet at least, at least, at least you tell that way, Russ. <laughs> True story. The long uh, shall podcast, we... halfway and equidistant between indecipherable in-jokes and complete bollocks. <laughs> More accurate. <laughs> to be fair, the few listeners that we do have pretty much know our in-jokes by now. And well, if you don't, if you don't, we don't want you. We're like five minutes in, why are, you, why are we already talking about how little listeners we get? <laughs> <laughs> Some of them are big, I'm sure. For all the new listeners that have joined this week, having, having enjoyed a stellar, all those Texans fans that loved their performance and have come along to enjoy the podcast, they're thinking, what the fuck is this? It's kind of a rock and a hard place situation with the listeners, because as we've already um, established, NFL UK, people that like the NFL that are based in the UK are all bellends. <laughs> so, you uh, really want uh, a bunch uh, of bellends listening to your podcast, I don't. Oh, man. Yeah, you're also, also to, to get to this, you're probably a bellend. <laughs> certainly are if you present it <laughs> yeah, if, you're, if you're involved almost certainly <laughs> uh, all those extra listeners that we get through our effort on social media and all that that all those hours we put in on twitter yeah um but luckily i do put effort into my quizzes shall we have one questionable well yes please um it's more, a little game questions i can't I've answer got. Yeah, yeah. Um, a little game. And it's going to be last man standing. And I'm going to go around in circles until it, once, you get, once you get a wrong answer, you are out. Um, and all you've got to do is name quarterbacks. But for the answer to be correct, this quarterback will have to have won a playoff game in the last 10 years. See, it's themed. We're in the playoffs. that have won a playoff game in the last 10 years. Quarterbacks who have won a playoff game since specifically the 2009 10 
postseason onwards, including that season. So it's nine complete seasons plus last week's wildcard games. Um, that is, if you're counting 103 games and 30 different quarterbacks. So they have to have started a game and won it in the postseason or the Super Bowl. Do we understand? Roger. Yeah, I think so. That'll be a first. Um, this is one of those go... quizzes where there'll be, there's absolutely millions of them, but remembering there's them 30. all. 30. I just said there were. Well, there's 30. 30. All right. Yeah. All right. There's, there's 30. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm not sorry. That would yeah. be a false apology. Yeah. Um, we're going to go clockwise on my screen. And as none of you can see it, it's Doug, then Russ, then Mark. So, Dougie, you Doug, can Doug's put a bottle right in front of his face. <laughs> Simple. It looks okay. better. Marcus Mariotto. Marcus who? Mariotto. Um, oh, I'll, I'll begrudgingly that's, accept. That's incorrect. <laughs> if Roger uh, Goodell calls Russ. him that. Uh, Tom Brady. Tom Brady. I've never heard of him yet. Correct. Mark. Um, I will go with uh, Peyton Manning. Uh, you will be correct as well. Back to Doug. Um, Drew Brees. Correct. Russ. Case Keenum. <laughs> Love it. Great answer. <laughs> uh, well, it's a correct answer. Mark. I can't believe that 30 is all there is, actually. That, that really surprises me. Stop well, an answer. Fact. <laughs> ben Roethlisberger. Uh, correct. Just leave your mic away. It's be done, Doug. Nick Foles. Uh, that would be correct. Uh, back to Russ. Blake Bortles. Uh, yeah, and he has won two of them. Mark. <laughs> Philip Rivers. Uh, yes. Uh, only two since 2009, but there you go. He's correct. Doug? Joe Flacco. Yeah, Joe Flacco has won eight in that time. Uh, back to Russ. Russell Milson. Russell Milson, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Close enough. Uh, eight playoff wins for him. Mark? Um, has anyone said Andrew Luck? Yeah. No, they haven't. I'm going to say Andrew Luck. Uh, you'll be correct. Four playoff wins for him. Doug? Uh, Colin Kaepernick. Colin Kaepernick, yes. Four for him. Uh, Aaron Rodgers. Yes, correct. Uh, Dak Prescott. Uh, yep, yeah, he got his first one at uh, the weekend. At the weekend, yeah. Doug? This sort of quiz never uh, plays. Aaron Rodgers. Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, it's been said already. Really? Yeah. I just said it in the last round. All right, calm down. These quizzes don't favour people with Alzheimer's, so it's a bit unfair. No, they don't. Do. Um, shit. Hold on, is he not out now? That would be a very nasty quizmaster to pick on um, somebody with dementia okay. like that. Okay, but we're you know this could go on forever. Well, thirty people, 30, 30 times we've had what fifteen. You do the math, Russ. Okay, mate. <laughs> you, you do the math. <laughs> I want to say the Sean Watson, but I'm not sure he has. Let's go with 
who was the Miami backup? Matt. Matt Moore. Ooh, uh, you are out, Brave <laughs> Douglas. Um. Uh, yeah, I'm not sure what game you're thinking of. Year, a few years ago. Uh, they may have played them, but uh, not Matt Moore. Uh, I'm, I'm looking for Miami quarterbacks on this list. Yeah, they could have lost to them. Not sure. Anyway, back to you, Russ. Uh, Matt Ryan. Uh, yeah, well done. Mark. That's what I was going to say. Has anyone said Drew Brees? Yes, they have. Ah, bollocks. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, I'm struggling now. Um, going to pieces. Is uh, Russ going to win a quiz? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, obviously. Nobody wins quizzes in any other way. Um, That's a bit rude, mate. Equally rude to all of us, to be honest. We deserve it, and that's why I set them. Come on, gonna have to hurry you. Um, I'm gonna say. I thought he would have won one, but there's that. I'm thinking Derek Carr, but I don't think he has, because I think they lost to whoever was quarterback last year. What's your guess? Come on. Uh, There's a lot of stalling going on here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Osweiler. Osweiler. Oh, you is prick. Correct. That's oh. where I was going. <laughs> oh. uh, Alex Smith. Alex Smith is correct. Well oh, done. Fuck me. <laughs> Pressure on you again, Mark. Has it back to me already? Um. Um. Yep. Oh, Cam Newton. Yeah, Cam Newton. Um, uh, his actual one. name is Cameron. <laughs> that was the man who said Mariotto. Yeah, that was a joke, mate, because when he was drafted, Goodell called him Mariotto. The Mariotto oh, brothers. It's not my fault. Um, so now, now, now we're we're kind of back you in a place before I are. before I started watching any sort of football. So I am going to take a bit of a punt. I'm going to say Carson Palmer, but no, knowing it's probably incorrect. But uh, it is absolutely correct. Oh, shit. <laughs> uh, has anyone said Dak? Oh, I said Dak Prescott. Didn't I was going to say Carson Palmer, but then I stopped myself because I couldn't remember if he played pre or post 2009 in the playoffs. I think he played in that game. In fact, let me. I could check, couldn't I? I think he played in that game against the Packers that went to ridiculous overtime with all the Hail Marys and nonsense. And I think, didn't they win that? Yeah. Be wrong. <laughs> yeah. Um, I, I am going to go with Joe Flacco. That's been said already. Come Alex. on, pay attention. Alex. Um, then I am ha- in trouble. How many minutes into this quiz are we? Uh, more than I expected it to go. Come <laughs> on, Mark. Uh, just, Romo. Just, Romo. Oh, for God's sake, it's correct. This goes on. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm back like mid, mid, like 20 something or others now. As usual, the quiz has transcended entertainment and has become <laughs> fast. 
farcical quiz. <laughs> who went? Like who went first? Did I go first? Did you have to? It doesn't matter. Who cares? Answer the question, right? All right, Jesus. Jay Cutler. Jay Cutler is correct. Oh, oh fuck! What a guess. Sake. He won one with the Bears. Oh, just get it wrong. Yeah, please, please get it wrong, Mark. <laughs> um, <laughs> this will be my first ever music. Actually quite impressive. There aren't that many names left. Um, 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 uh, yeah, I, I genuinely, I, I'm not sure. Eight, eight names left. You're wondering. Um, two of the names left have won four playoff games each. Really? Um, come on, five, four. Oh, I, oh, I can't think of anybody else. Three. Um, Someone said Matt Ryan earlier on, didn't they? They did. Yeah. One. Um, no, I can't think of anyone else. It's like counting to your kids. You're seeing if they've come up with something <laughs> yeah. before you get to the end, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you you lose. Russ, you are this week's wow. winner. Um, Eli's Manning! Is Eli Eli Manning? I was just about to say, is Eli on that list? Of yeah, course he is. is. You're too late. You're oh, too late. Matt, mate. I'm bollocks. Uh, you, you could have also had Brett Favre, Matt Hasselbeck. <laughs> Mark Sanchez oh, I knew with his four playoff wins. Yeah. Matt Shaw, Tim Tebow, Kurt Warner, and TJ Yates. I can't believe you didn't get TJ Yates. TJ Yates played in that Connor Cook game, didn't he? The... Uh, no, that was Osweiler, I think. TJ no, Yates no, was the, a couple the, of years the that. Texans against the Raiders when Connor Cook. Yeah, played. that was Osweiler. Yeah, as ridiculous as that sounds. That oh, was uh, possibly the worst playoff game there's ever been. I don't know. Did you watch know. the? Uh, yeah. Did you watch? Te- did you watch the Texans game this year? Oh, what a segue! What a segue, Mark. Go for it. Well, wasn't that shit? <laughs> and I, I've yet, I've yet to work out if it was if Deshaun Watson was just awful. The whole of the Texans were awful. Whether he was put, whether Bill O'Brien was awful, or whether it was just a combination of all of the above. Because they, they, they never started. They never. It was horrendous. Horrendous. They were terrible. I think I go all I, of the above plus the Colts defense actually playing really well. They did. The Colts I, have got something about them, mate. Do do we have to? Do we have to say anything nice about them? <laughs> my, my beloved, my beloved Colts. Oh, piss <laughs> off! I, th- I think the the way the way you're going to beat the Colts is to play a little bit more aggressive than the Texans did. The Texans played a lot of two deep safeties and let them have the middle of the field, which kind of opened up, made it easy for luck. Really, there's a lot of easy open throws across the middle that he that he just seemed comfortable in doing. And considering the defensive line they've got at their disposal, they got no pressure on him whatsoever. That that was the thing. That was that was where you thought they might have a chance. Was what Clowney, merciless, etc. And but that 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 O line, that O line in the last two months against anyone. That yeah. O line's been the best of the best O line in football in the last two months. Yeah, like, which is incre- outrageous incredible. considering how crap they've been for about six years. Yeah. Well, start. Did they start? Was it one and five? Yeah. Yeah, they've won ten. It's like one and five, and then to they've. Have, 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 I'm not convinced they've lost since. It's no, ridiculous. I think they, I think they, they lost, lost one in the Jags, ten, haven't they? Because they it, lost. They, yeah, they finished ten and six. The only other game they lost was. Like six zero at Jacksonville, really oh, yeah. weirdly. Yeah, 
I don't. But yeah, I mean, I, I agree with Russ that they've definitely got something about him. But I'm just, I don't know. I think it's because it's the Colts and they're not fancied uh, or have like going into the season weren't fancied. I still think as soon as they come up against someone that isn't coached by Bill O'Brien, they they'll fall over. Well, they've uh, they've had a little bit of luck on that run as well, haven't they? I hate you so much. <laughs> stupid upside down head. <laughs> the, the thing about the, the thing about <laughs> expectations, right? <laughs> <laughs> Oh dear. I'll you try and keep this on track. <laughs> this country. The thing, the thing about the start of the season is ev- nobody knew whether Andrew Luck was going to play again, let alone be fit and competitive. Apart, apart from Craig, but also Craig, Craig uh, knew he was going to be the greatest quarterback in the history of quarterbacks. He'll, he'll tell you that. As yeah, well. yeah, yeah. No, no he's, he's modest. He won't. Um, but <laughs> other than that, nobody knew. Nobody expected anything from their O line or their defense. Yet both of those things have been prolific virtually and the, and their their running game you think Marlon Mack he's going to be their starter I I mentioned I, I mentioned yeah. I mentioned Marlon Mack a while back about being one of the best backs in the league I, I genuinely believe that I think he's really really good um I, I, I remember I, you saying that when he came uh, out but, of college as well to be fair but it also with with luck playing the way he has it gives them that dual threat, doesn't it? It's not like they've they've had to rely on a ground game where you know he would be under pressure because they've got the dual threat of luck passing um, T.Y. Hilton. They're able to 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 spread it about a little bit and, and share that workload. So he is actually playing. He's playing sort of level football. I think it's as much the other way around, isn't it? It's Mac doing well behind that O-line that's allowed Luck to play as well as he's playing, I think. It's um, the, the fact that they can't just key in on him. Um, the O-line's playing brilliantly well. It's yeah, it's all it's all worked out nicely for him. <laughs> I'd recommend that I recommend that everyone go back and listen to our season preview podcast where I, and what I said about the Texan uh, the the Colts O line, and just to show how little I know about American football. <laughs> <laughs> I thought that was going somewhere else. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I would um, no. <laughs> I, w- I would say that I think the Chiefs match up better than the Texans um, they're just a better football team yeah, yeah but I also don't think that they're as entrenched in the way they play football so especially on def- defence I think they'll what the Texans couldn't do was take away T.Y. Hilton they never got to a position where T.Y. was out of the game I mean I don't for a second believe that the Chiefs won't double him, triple him, whatever it takes to take that deep threat away because that seems to be Lux out, doesn't it? He, he, if he's well, under pressure. Eric Ebron as well. He's become yeah. the, the, the well, red zone target at the very least. But, but I think he's up and down, isn't he? He's, he's never... I don't... You know, he's there one week, he's there, not the next. Yeah. I think, uh, I gonna think... be, gonna be, it's going to be fascinating to see what they do when they come up against someone like the Chiefs. It's... Um... Because oh, I think if they, if they if they if they go and beat Kansas City and Kansas City, they are they've got to be one of the front runners to win the whole thing. Now it'd be extremely Chiefsy to lose that game as well. It absolutely would. Yeah, it's, it'd be like the Spurs of the NFL. Yeah, yeah, constantly. Spurs hey, get fucked! You can't deny that they are Spursy. That's but in their What's, you know what does that mean? What, who Chiefs? But you've never heard the phrase Spursy. Yeah, yeah, the Chiefs are Spursy. Yeah. 
Yeah, that's oh, what yeah, I meant. Yeah. The Chiefs are yeah. very Spursy. And yeah, that, yeah, so I mean, it would be very, very Spursy to go and lose this game, being the, the favourites. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're the people's champs. I say we. I don't care. Oh, 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 hello. Oh, it was a Freudian. It was a Freudian. No, I, I don't, I just don't, I genuinely don't care. Um, I, I could, I'm a Browns fan this season. There, I said it. I would, it would there, there's something, it would be hilarious if the season that you drop them is the season they go and win the Super Bowl. I think and we, and we've said, one. and we've said uh, in the one sentence previews for their games every week, who cares? Yeah. I don't care. That got a bit old. I'm just saying, just throwing that out there. We, we may not do that in 2019. Well, we may do. It's up to Dougie. Shut up, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> do you know what? I agree. A friend, a friend of mine, he's a, a friend of mine who's a Texans fan, um, said said to me when I, I asked, sent him a message about what he thought of the Texans, and he his reply was extremely talented roster, wasted on a head coach with a chin that looks like a ball sack. It does that. <laughs> I thought that kind of summed it up. Yeah. It looks like it looks like one of those games where you have to tilt a little square to get the ball in the middle of it. You know what I mean? <laughs> like if he laid on his back and he put a ball bearing on his face, he could like move it to get the ball into into the hole. You don't get this on the Around the NFL podcast, do you? You don't. Sam Darnold's face and Bill O'Brien's chin. <laughs> Bill O'Brien's chin abscess. Uh, no, you don't. Uh, you you do get Neil Reynolds though. So you know. Do you? Yeah, on the yeah, he's, on, he's been on there a couple of times. There, what a fucking weapon that guy is! It's been a while since I've done a uh, a long snapper podcast. I'm just weeding out all the favourites. Neil Reynolds, what a tit! Always the same. I I was at, um, he's going to say fuck blockhead tonight. <laughs> yeah, I was at um I was at this guy Martin who I who just randomly invited me to his house the other night. I, don't, I had no idea who it was. He just texted me out of the blue and said, do you want to come to our sorts of football? I was like, so I can drink your beer, not mine. So I went. And um, we were talking about, I don't even know where I'm going with this. Move on. I don't, I don't know what I was talking about. What was I talking about? You were at Martin's house and you were talking about something. Yeah, reading out all the old favourites. Needless to say. Oh, no. So we, so we were watching. we were watching Game Pass. And uh, every time it went to an advert, we were watching it with one of his one of his pals from the town he lives in. He's just got into the NFL and is like, you know, wanted to come and watch it. With some people. Who does he support? Martin. No, the the new fella. He doesn't who, want team who, yet. Uh, right. Who who did Martin railroad him into supporting? <laughs> uh, Raiders. No, no one. Yeah. But um, he, we, we were like, fan. every time it went to an advert, we were like happy to be watching. American adverts, as opposed oh, to mate. watching, yeah. as opposed to watching Fucking Neil Reynolds, Reynolds and yeah. Reinbold, yeah, oh, and Jesus. the other geezer, miserable, miserable Sean Gale. Ugh. He's the worst of the lot. Oh, Those God. three like, are. He gives nothing. Uh, I mean, you know, without wishing to offend anybody that may or may not be listening, what a fucking bunch of belters they are. <laughs> And if there's anything worse than, you know, when they cut away from the American, from the live feed, back to the studio to see those who, they may as well just all three of them have each other's dicks in their hands. You know what I'd rather watch? A live feed of a salad bar at a harvester. <laughs> more <laughs> charisma. Just run out of salad. Just more charisma. Just like looking at the sweet corn bowl. Oh, he's <laughs> taking some sweet corn. He's taking no sweet corn. He thought about it, but then he didn't. Back to the game. And then he, he got another pizza. I'd genuinely rather watch that. Well, well, 
try and arrange that for the divisional round. I don't think I don't think it's too long until they openly start discussing property values on there, is it? <laughs> for houses they own. Yeah. <laughs> I've had a lovely one come on the market, Jeff. It's in Cheam. <laughs> <laughs> Not Sutton. <laughs> Why does why well, does why does Reinbold always answer every tweet in capital letters as well? What's because he's that? illiterate, Mark. He's got bad eyes. That's what he'll can't tell see you. It. He can't see it. I see. And he's a see. fucking spastic. Oh, I don't that anymore. It's the it's called scope it's, now. It's consignia and scope. It always makes me laugh. Like when whenever you get football coverage and it's got Gary Neville on it and it's a Champions League winner to like 1999 2008. It's got some like it goes to someone else. Someone else yeah, Champions yeah. League. It goes to the American football coverage. It's Jeff Reinbold, um, special teams coach for the Leicester Tigers. You think, come on. It's the Leicester Falcons. That's it. Come on. At least get someone on who's done something. Is it just because when the NFL coverage, you know, when it when it started to get big, he was just happened to be an American yeah. in yeah. the sky in the sky building. Absolutely. Yeah. He was making He wasn't even in the building, mate. He he was lost. He got off the plane at Heathrow and was like Tom Hanks in that film. He was just wandering around Terminal Four. And then <laughs> and then somebody He's from an American. Somebody from Sky walked past and was like, You sound American. Do you want a You'll job? <laughs> yeah. They used to have. Are. Do you remember back back when uh, when when Big Kev was there and it was it was good. Yeah. Um. And you had Nick Halling and they had their like a regular group that kind of rotated and you had yeah. like David Tuckman and yeah. And they, they they were people that were kind of engaging and you you wanted to listen. It's only yeah. Reinbold that's okay. still around. I mean, from Kev, that, Kevin Cadle, God bless him. He he was absolutely awful at being a television presenter. I mean, he was dreadful. Yeah, but it didn't matter because he was... You no, just because he used him. to watch it for his fuck-ups. Yeah, yeah <laughs> but he'd, 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 he'd mess up and he'd be... He'd have a sense of humour about it and you'd yeah, like he it. He had a sense and of humour. He was charismatic. He was, yeah. yeah, there was something about him that was approachable and likeable. Do they still have Cease yeah. on there? No. I think so anymore. That's a shame. Cease is long gone. He's, uh, yeah, they're, they're, it's bad, isn't it? I mean, it's pretty bad. Pretty fucking bad. And everyone, the, everyone in Britain knows that the the best British combination for NFL coverage is Coombs and Carlson. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. Why yeah. Did that? Well, that it was until it was at Channel well, Channel Five and Channel Four. At, so Andrew Castle. Yeah. Andrew Castle. <laughs> yep. Yep. Yeah. Roy Castle. You belt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dedication is what and you it, need. And his trumpet. Yeah, they come back to, to the studio. Roy he, belts he, out he, a bit of trumpet. I used to be a dancer, <laughs> but then I died of cancer. Ooh, dedications, what you need? Belts, belts out a bit of trumpet. Somebody balances the most decks of cards on their chin that they can. Bill O'Brien, and then they go back to the game. <laughs> See that? I'd enjoy watching. Yeah, if every if every so you get Roy Castle and then every interlude in a game they try and set a new Guinness World Record with Norris McWhorter <laughs> for something just, completely just reel, out, reel out the corpse of uh, Norris McWhorter and somebody <laughs> has to play snooker with the most amount of Maltesers that they can. The highest break of snooker with coloured Maltesers. There you go. <laughs> and you've got to do that in yeah. a three minute ad break. Yeah, exactly. Perfect. <laughs> What Billy Thorne would be all over that. He'd, he'd, he'd be there. Just, just two-minute records. That's all, yeah. that's all it needs to be. Yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, they could wheel in Neil Reynolds and he could do one for having the least charisma of any human being that's ever walked the face of the earth. They'd just hand him a certificate and tell him to fuck off. 
I think because it's the playoffs and we all see, we all get reminded of Reynolds again. Yeah. And because it's but that, there's no red they have this they have this thing where like two or three times during each game they have a like a link up with around the NFL. And it's like it's always two of them out of the four. Yeah, because the other the two because, that because the two none that of them want to talk none the of them want to talk to Reynolds. They're no. all sat there at the NFL going, I'm not talking to that prick anymore. I don't want to. The, the four of them draw straws each time. I'm yeah. convinced, and it's yeah. it's like the the two losers have to go on and. and yeah. But it and shows, it, just... it shows up whenever they come on. It shows up how little charisma there is in the UK office because as soon as the Americans come on, it's like it's like a different broadcast when yeah. like yeah. the UK guys shut the fuck up. Yeah. <sighs> I miss Red Zone. Anyway, anyway, right back to, back to the well, games. What are we are we recording? <laughs> Is this, the pre- is this our preamble or? I don't know. I did a running order. I don't think I'm ever going to do a running order again. But... Steve, can you cut all this, mate? <laughs> Live, you say. Oh. <laughs> all right. Oh. So let's let's get Awkward. back to some. Yeah. What was next? Who else played? Adam's desperate played? to talk some football, isn't he? The Ravens. They were shit. The Ravens. Uh, don't care don't about Manchester care about City. City don't care. Slightest. No, I know, but they're beating Burton Albion 8-0. Don't care. Like Russ. Sorry. Yeah. Good for them. That second leg's going to be a good climax, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Anyway. Um... <laughs> they should play Neil yeah, Reynolds up front. <laughs> Seattle went to Dallas and lost. Anything you want to say about that? Yeah, right. Here's what I want to say about that. Like, here we go. Here we go. If you're the Seattle Seahawks, going to say something negative about Dak Prescott and Zeke Elliott now. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not going to talk about Dallas. Um, They're going to get pumped in the next round. Um, If you're the Seattle Seahawks, why do you bother paying? Why do you bother paying Russell Wilson any money when you could get handoff bot four thousand to play every game for you? You know. You, you, I mean, they, they could run their game plan with Blake Bortles and pay him a tenner a week. It seems madness that they they play the way they play with one of the best quarterbacks in the NFL. But is this not what they've been doing? This has been their formula to get where they've got to. It's been yeah, run but, the ball. But but they've got where they've got to, not because of the way they're playing, because of Russell Wilson. But they've, he's they've been, been bailing them out. But has their their run game has been almost their the most run successful game has in the got league. Better. Yeah, but, been, often, but if you get to the third, happens. if you get into the third quarter and you've got sixty yards rushing in the entire game, oh, yeah, you rush ain't working. Change it up. Yeah, completely. They fucked this game up, no question. This, this was up there with the the Chin O'Brien um, fuck up scale with what Pete Carroll did in this game. <laughs> he's got a much Pete Carroll's got a better chiseled jaw than. Oh yeah, and he's, you know, he's got a. I, I'm, if you buried Bill O'Brien in a golf green. Is his chin hole big enough to be able to putt into? Yeah, and, and, <laughs> could that be a secondary form of income would for help him? The putt. He, the he would give you a bit of assistance. He could be a winter green for a golf course for a bit of extra oh, yeah, cash. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I agree. This this game <laughs> to go back to it. <laughs> this game obviously XCI Bill O'Brien's chin. Yeah. There you go. I also want to comment on uh, how vigorously Pete uh, Carroll chews his chewing gum. And I wonder, because when I try and chew like that, I always catch the inside of my mouth yeah, or my lip. It's, it's, it's I, w- I wonder how many scars he's got on the inside of his gob. 
I always thought of that about Ferguson when he used to chew endless yeah. amounts of sticks. Also, of gum. doesn't his like, jaw ache? Right, any more than ten minutes chewing a bit of gum, I get pretty serious jaw ache. Yeah, is it? It's a surprise it's really about the about suck cock, mate. <laughs> 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 Two independent cocksuck jokes. Well played. Well played. <laughs> Unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> We're nothing if not consistent. <laughs> oh, this is quickly turning into the worst podcast we've ever done. No, I, that, that, this, is the this, this is, is the best. best one. We seem to we seem to have we seem to have that conversation every week. <laughs> it just keeps getting worse. <laughs> this is why. <laughs> We're talking about sucking cock off of the game. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh, this country. I anyway. feel like it's sort of my responsibility to try and keep, and it's just hard to get get it back on track. All you the time. failed to control us. That's the problem. I, I should breathe the small Britain in my cone. Exactly. Two, uh, fundament, there were two fundamental things weren't there. They couldn't run the ball, and when it came, when the defense had to make a stop, they kept on fucking up on that final drive, giving away penalties on third down, which meant that. They it allowed Dallas to extend that drive far longer than it should have ever been, which resulted in the winning touchdown. So, game of inches. They Seattle probably should have won, but fucked it up when it counted. And that is analysis. See, how equidistant between <laughs> chit chat and analysis. <laughs> we're, on, we're on the way to equidistant. <laughs> All right. So what we've we've done the Colts, we've done the the Cowboys. Who else was there? Ravens and Chargers. Ravens and Chargers. Oh, oh God. just just the Lamar Jackson. Oh. No, fucking that, that Harbaugh. was Harbaugh. Literally, that was coaching negligence. Well just fucking Adam. Coaching threw negligence. Him to the wolves. Yeah. Bullshit. It, the, the the lad had absolutely no chance. He had no chance with the what they were what they were calling for him and the fact that he obviously doesn't have the experience to be able to stand up for himself and start running things for himself. He he was literally thrown to the wolves, and then it, in miraculously, as soon as they take the shackles off and start to 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 make some plays, they they almost get back into the game. Yeah, he was he was dangerous once the sense of urgency was there. Did you did you know that the Chargers had in all but one snap on defense in that game? They had seven DBs in seven. Yeah, and 36 like minutes the, was the under-over. I put 30 minutes at the under-over before that was mentioned tonight. Is that what it was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> did you have? Did you think it was going to so be me or someone else? Can anyone tell me why that was a good game plan? Because they were quicker. But if you're quick, quicker doesn't necessarily equate to better, does it? If they if 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 it was a good game plan, no, if, if your plan is if your plan is to stop Lamar Jackson, which is what the game plan was, then being able to track him because I guess that they're better at I don't know they're more used to that side of looking at QB's eyes and that type of thing, and they can react to him running faster. Um, they so they can get to him quicker. Right, well, I guess for the way I read it is that a read option offense happens in front of everyone, doesn't it? If you put linebackers on the pitch, they're re- they're reacting, they're closer to the line, they can they they kind of get drawn. With the misdirection, it takes really good linebackers to be able to react to that, and fast linebackers. What the way I looked at it was, there was seven, seven defensive backs, three safeties, quite a lot of the time, and those players had everyone, and they were quick enough to react to get to the ball, as opposed to being, you know, in harm's way where the blocks were. So, if you've got a pulling guard, a linebacker is going to see where the ball goes and almost have to run through a pulling guard 
Whereas if you're a safety, you can see the pulling guard. The pulling guard's got nowhere to block. He's looking in front of him, someone at a block. There's no one there. So then the safety reads, everything's happening in front of him. Now, that would be, you would think, quite simple to play against, right? If, If they're running, if they're using seven defensive backs, no linebackers, surely you just go... I formation and pound the ball up the middle. Pound the ball, pull up, yeah, absolutely. No, no linebacker to stop him. So why? I, I just don't. I, I really they think it was they one. Could run the ball. Could they? <laughs> yeah, yeah but, but they, but the way they were running it, they didn't get away from the read read option, did they? Everything yeah, was read option. Yeah, yeah. Every play was read option. And that's what and the Chargers wanted. They played exactly how the Chargers wanted them to play. I don't understand yeah. why. It took they them. didn't switch it up. And, and the only reason they scored those two touchdowns was because the Chargers switched out from seven defensive backs and went into pre- uh, prevent defense. They to, they, yeah. So they played and four and, and, <laughs> and at any time, at any time, I've got no fewer than seven defensive backs on the field. <laughs> <laughs> what is it with what is it with prevent? Because all that seems to do is prevent you winning. Whee! Oh, I hate that cliche. Oh. <laughs> um, oh. I, I, look, I think um, what a prevent defense tries to do is turn everything in field so that you play the deep halves and you try and prevent people getting out of bounds. You want to keep the clock running. You want to allow... I've just, ne- I've just never known it do anything other than succeed in you conceding points. No, but it, it, it drains yeah, but it's clock. conceding not enough points in the yeah. elongated If you're up game. three touchdowns and there's only time to score two, then it works because all you're doing is trying to keep everything in, in field and drain the clock off. So you want, if they score, it takes them a long time to score because they have to do it 10 yards at a time. And when you get the ball back, you aim to make a couple of first downs, punt the ball back and repeat. Yeah. What's it about, on, what's it with onside kicks this year? I know that they've changed the rules, but they're going to have to change that back, aren't they? Because it's like, it's ruining yeah. the excitement of that end so of the game. This, this was another chat we had on the, Sunday night, actually. It when, seem to. I don't. Sorry, just on on just quickly. Uh, the rule change. I sort of get it, but I just think kickers have as bad as they've been at field goals. I think they've been equally inept at attempting onside kicks this year. Yeah, but the, the rule changes it, haven't helped because of the lack of run up. You can't bust. You can't, bridge, you can't run you know, up to it. Yeah, you've yeah, got to have the same that, amount of players on each to... side. It, it, I don't think that. So well, the conversation we had on Sunday was that. When you look at the innovation that's going into every other area of of the NFL at the moment, the kicking game seems to have been left behind. Like, when I when I was playing, I kicked and I punted, and I don't understand why an NFL punter whose only job is to punt the football punts high and long, as opposed to drilling the ball out of bounds. That that seems to me to be. The percentage play. If you if you punt to a man, they have a chance to return it. What we used to do at Watford was I'd send our stats guy to stand out of bounds ten yards from the end zone as a target. So as soon as it was fourth down and we punted, Digger would go down the sideline and stand at the ten yard line, and I'd try and land the ball on his bonds. I don't understand don't, why totally they agree with that. I don't know. The only thing that can go wrong <laughs> is you get it wrong and it's a touchback. Yeah, or right, but if if yeah, if it, if we were pinned deep and there was no way I could get it to the 10, I would do an end-over-end punt along the floor, almost like a kick for territory. Because you kick it up, you they can, can out- catch it on the floor. They can catch it on the Wait. floor. If you're kicking it along the, the floor run, and yeah. it's bouncing all over the place, 
They've got, got to wait. adjust. They, you know, I don't understand why this. And we we were saying that the the innovation hasn't gone to the kicking game. With onside kicks, I don't know why you wouldn't line up on the left hash and do a drop kick and put snow on it. Yeah, that's another thing I'm the, very the good Seahawks, at. The Seahawks attempt to kick because um, Janikowski got injured. So they, they were going for two-point conversions. Yeah. And they got their punter to take kickoffs. And he's this easy Australian guy who played rugby. Yeah. Um, so he was drop kicking their kickoffs, which yeah. he, he, we'd seen before earlier in the season. Uh, and they had an onside kick attempt. And you're thinking, this is perfect. Yeah. And he goes and nails it 30 yards instead of doing a, yeah, a yeah, rugby yeah. Well, the American so. football is a lot smaller. and They probably had adrenaline pumping and all, all sorts of stuff. But I, They probably I, went to practice that, that, that very often. That would be the way to do it, wouldn't it? Yeah, if you just could execute that. Absolute snow on it and get everybody underneath it because yeah. it negates the fact that you need... Yeah, yeah. I, it, it, seems, it seems, you know, in the British game... Special teams is always neglected because you don't have the time. You've you've got a certain you only train once a week. You have to train your offense and your defense. So usually special teams gets left behind. So basically, I would, I would pitch up at a game and say we're going to do this and we'd do it. <coughs> I don't know why an NFL special teams coordinator isn't saying, look, there's a different way to do this. Yeah, especially in that kind of situation. Yeah. Because it's only got, you know, if it goes in the air, then the 10 yards is negated. Yeah. Um, just put it 20 yards into the pitch, into a bit of no yeah, man's the land. Only they've got thing, people who don't want to catch the ball. The only thing you've got is fair, a fair catch. They can call a fair catch. Not from a kickoff, I don't think. If you drop kick it, you can from a kickoff. And you, so you can drop kick it, they can call a fair catch. And then there is a rule that if you fair catch a kickoff, you can attempt a field goal. I didn't think you could. Oh, that's oh, that might because there was. A, I remember. I remember a Raiders. Yeah, but I remember a Raiders game a long time ago where they fair caught like a pooch kick. You know, one of those ones where they sort of drop it twenty five yards behind the first line, just trying to run out the half. Yeah. And, so, um, so does the ball have to hit the ground before it's anybody's fair game? Is that the rule? I've is that why you? Is that why normally onside kicks you they sort of hit the top of the no, ball? No, you hit so the top. You hit, you hit the top of the ball. It's only got to go ten yards. But I think if you if it's so you can't lob it up in the air. Otherwise, they could fair catch it, right? They if could fair catch it. But true. but like what what wedge buster or or front line? They're usually linebackers. Are usually thick as mints. Who's going to have the presence of mind to call a fair catch in that situation? Oh, they won't be expecting it, rule, yeah, but they but should. they ab- but they absolutely wouldn't be expecting it, would they? No. So it wouldn't it wouldn't be something that they trained for or or even probably thought about. And also, you could you could you could probably drop kick it twenty five yards if you get enough height on it, and someone's got to run onto it to make the fair catch. The chances are they'll drop it anyway. Yeah. Anyway, that's the NFL solve for this week. <laughs> <laughs> what else happened? Chicago. Well, Cody, Cody Park, Cody yeah, Parky, but it was it was it was tipped, wasn't it? It was blocked. Yeah, everyone seems to have, have kind of missed this fact. And did you see yeah, the interview it going with Cody over Parkey? Anyway, it would have done. But did you see the interview with Cody Parky? Have you seen the? Uh... Have you seen it? Yeah. Uh, no. No. Yeah. Well, you wouldn't have seen it because it was on Twitter. But um, really, sort of refreshingly did honest, only this... on Twitter. No, but it just appeared on Twitter. Okay. Um, other platforms are but, but, 
really honest, you know, for someone that chances are may well not have a job anymore, um, at some point in the future, he he was he was all right with it, and you know, obviously, it's since been proven that it did get a tip, and it was you know decent defence or whatever. So Still, I tell you why he's all right because he's probably made seven or eight million quid out of being a kicker so far. So yeah, easiest job in the world, mate. I'm fucking. I'm literally. I'm fuming with the amount of kickers that are fucked up this season, and still, no one is taking me up on my pay me by successful kick Poor offer. Russ can't get a job. Yeah, well. imagine it. Imagine it. Russ can't get a job in the NFL. It's because you haven't done your video yet. You've bottled it so far. Not bottled anything. Put, mate. Your, put your video where your mouth is. Until then, be quiet about it. Move, move away from this. <laughs> That game, Chicago, the narrative is all going to be about that kick, but ultimately neither their offense nor their defense stepped up when it needed to. Um, Arguably, in the fourth quarter, their offense did a bit more than you'd expect. But it's 15-10, and Philadelphia had the ball and are driving, and Chicago couldn't stop Nick Foles. That's what happened You know, when it came down to it. Um, Yeah, fourth down and goal. Philly, it, it's it's the way you could you could see it coming, weirdly. And and actually to be in a position to kick the field goal was a surprise. It was a, a, a decent throw from Trubisky who looked like he was gonna throw a pick with every other throw of the entire game. Yeah. Yeah, just I, I, uh, I, I, is that I'm, the I'm really pissed Chicago, off about though. this result. Is that the script for Chicago? Oh, maybe well maybe. I genuinely and... I genuinely thought with that D you know, they would stand a chance. They would. They would obviously be. They were in this game. They would be in any game they played with that defense. But you, you'd need at least an average quarterback, and I just don't think they they have someone even close to that. I think this weekend, if nothing else, proved to me, except for maybe the Colts, it proved to me why since 2013 there hasn't been a single team that has played in Wild Card Weekend that has made the Super Bowl. That's because that's so that's a bit skewed because the like five out of six years before that somebody did something like that. Yeah, but okay. Yeah. So, but in the last in the last five six years, not a single team that's played in the wild card weekend has made the Super Bowl. So it seems to me that there is you know the, the teams that get the better teams are the better teams, and this is, you know the Texans didn't turn up the. The Ravens didn't turn up. The Bears didn't turn up. The Eagles didn't even look that good. There's whether these teams are just cancelling each other out or whether it was just one of those weekends. Um, I think a lot of the teams that we thought were pretty decent, such as the you know the Texans, the Bears, that kind of lot, actually aren't as good as everybody thought. And when they come to come in and face the the Saints, the Rams, the Chiefs, they're just all going to be shit. Okay, because we've spent quite a lot of time talking nonsense. Um, Let's. We probably don't have much time to preview the four games upcoming. Um, just quickly, well, who do? Where do we think these are going? Start with India, Kansas City. Quick straw poll: Who's winning? Colts. Uh, the Chiefs. Yeah, Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs for me as well. But I wouldn't be. Wouldn't shock me to see Andrew Luck go in to Arrowhead and get something. Um. Dallas at LA Rams. The Rams by 316 points. I'll have a beer bet that it's more than that. <laughs> yeah, the Rams. <laughs> the Rams all day. 
yeah, it, yeah, but the Rams aren't in the best of form, but it will be the Rams. The Rams haven't played for three or four weeks uh, exactly. in a competitive way, um, which can, yeah, I get how that can, can work both ways. Can they, can they get going again? That's all I'm saying. Uh, we, yeah, we, uh, we suspect they can. Dallas is a nice sort of home game for them to have at the risk of jinxing it. Uh, okay, LA charges at New England. Charges. New England. I just don't think New England are very good. You know what? They get eight wins every year because they've got a shit division, and then they pick up a couple. You know, here and there. You stole my thunder, Duck. I was, uh, I was going to say the Charges as well. As good as they've been away from home this year, I just can't see them going to Boston. LA team going to Boston against a Belichick side that's had a full week of rest and a full week to prepare for them and winning the game. I just can't see it. Come on, Mark, believe. I'd love it to happen. Blockhead. I just can't see it. Blockhead I, th- I, think, I think Belichick is going to fuck Blockhead. Fuck Blockhead! <laughs> <laughs> I'd, lo- I'd love them to go out. Because I, I agree with you. I don't actually think the, the Patriots are very good. But they, they've still got a first-round bye in the playoffs. So maybe they don't need to be true there is that there is that I'm going I'm going charges there you go there's forecast for uh, forecast for snow as well at the minute even better yeah that should count against them but I'm still going charges Manning I think the Patriots will win I don't I don't I don't want um, they necessarily want them to but I think they will I suspect the bookies probably agree with you but Doug and I don't there you go uh, sure. Finally, Philadelphia at New England. New England? New Orleans. Yeah. New something. Saints. Saints are all. Yeah, Saints uh, for me. Give me the Eagles for that one. Okay. You can have them. <laughs> <laughs> I just got a feeling. Just take it bones. Fair enough. Um, is it because like of the, the new kid no, in town? Yeah, I don't even care. Um, before we we should talk a little bit about some coaching hires quickly. Oh, uh, just before sorry. we do that, before we do that, um, in fact, before we even do what I was about to say, Carl uh, Williams is going to the Pro Bowl because Jarrell Casey's injured. Uh, I couldn't generally give a shit about the Pro Bowl, but a guy who's had a great career and probably deserves that little moment. There you go, Mark. Could agree more. Um, one of the best servants for any team in the NFL probably there's ever been. Genuine one club man, um, phenomenal player, has never had the the franchise around him to succeed as well as he should have done. So the fact that he's going to the Pro Bowl is um, is genuinely a good thing. And yeah, delighted for him. There we go. Uh, the other thing that I was going to say, um, Russ wants to share an anecdote about the New Orleans Saints. This better be good. I'm telling you, Russ, this better be good. Well, I'll tell you an anecdote. <laughs> well, after after all the rabbit holes and the the shit we've talked about, I'm really I'm really worried about this now. Um, so I, I got a message today, um, from somebody who and they're all insane. To... They want you to be their kicker. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, somebody who I actually listens service on your train and crew. <laughs> somebody who listens to all over actually and it's based in America. Um, but apparently he has a friend who works at the New Orleans Saints. Um, and he said, apparently, 
the team were in the locker room after practice yesterday. The doors swing open and four armed security guards come in, uh, accompanied by Sean Payton, who's got $225,000 in single dollar bills and the Lombardi trophy. And uh, basically just says, you want this? Win three fucking games and it's yours. And walks out. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. That was pretty good. Well done. Um, yeah, I like that. That's that's very Sean Payton. Let's get well. into the the head of an NFL player, Russ. <laughs> if that was you, I I know if me having played a bit of sport. That if a coach had done that to me, oh, I'd go, Greg. "What a complete bellend!" <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's Sean Payton. They should know him by now. Jesus Christ! What am I going to so, do with yeah. two hundred thousand one dollar bills? Well, that's what apparently that's what they're on Super Bowl um, per player bonus of two hundred twenty-five k. Really? So for fifty-three man roster, did he get fifty-three times? Well, no, he just he just he just he just just, overanalyze it, Adam. He's doing it on the doing it on the cheap. He was just making a point. But yeah, I just thought uh, you know somebody sent it to me. I I said that I'd uh, I'd mention it, and you guys can ridicule me for nice it. Nice one. What so. they need to do is get their two biggest offensive linemen to break into his office with four armed security guards, <laughs> put a plaster cast and a set of crutches on his table, and say, "You don't want these? Call a good game." <laughs> yeah, <laughs> he he usually does. To be fair. <laughs> Okay, um, we, we're just running out of time and we're going to rush this. Some coaches have been hired. Anyone, any that we want to talk about? Freddie Kitchens at the Browns. Don't get that one. Uh, I, I would say, your team? I, I'd say that's a Baker Mayfield hire. Probably. Okay. Was, he, was he there? I'm assuming he's come in since what's-his-face got the chop. Yeah, he was uh, a running backs coach, I think. So I mean that's quite, that's a meteoric rise to head coach within like eight games. Yeah, yeah, but you know I can't uh, I can't understand I... why with, with someone like Greg Williams who's got previous in the league. He's obviously had his ups and downs. He's had spells somewhere, but it just seemed to fit. It was it was working. He's the first coach I think since the eighties that had that's had a winning record over overall. Um, I just think he's a bit too much of a bell end mark, and he, yeah, he, and, probably, and he, he made some is. really bad calls in in his time. Like there was a couple against the Steelers that pretty much cost them the game. Um, and I just think Freddie Kitchen, it, it, it's a higher based around being. I I think from what I've seen it is a higher based on personality and the fact that he's a positive influence over a lot of the younger players on the offense. Uh, you look at if he was, I, I'm pretty sure he was a running backs coach. But there's Nick Chubb. You know, he'd work Do closer. you know what? If 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 um if it's a Baker Mayfield hire, as you say, what's what's wrong with hiring somebody that your future franchise quarterback wants as head coach? Yeah. So here's my point as well. No. So another <laughs> po- another point you can make is, yes, Greg Williams had a winning record, but the offense started performing once Freddie Kitchens was holding the play call sheet. And offense wins games. So, Greg Williams is a de- Greg Williams is a defensive coordinator. You hire him, your whole ethos and your whole 
outlook for your franchise changes to a defensive lilt and and they are building a team around Baker Mayfield. They want an offensive influence and I think that's part of the reason they've done it. And but, he think- could have, but he could still have that. Greg Williams clearly isn't calling the offensive plays. So Kitchens probably is. So, so if, if he's the one who's been calling some bonehead offensive plays in the run-up to it, then what's going to stop him doing that now? No, no. He can still have that influence from offensive coordinator. No one else was going to poach him as a head coach because no one else knew who he was. Yeah, but someone else might poach him as an offensive coordinator. Someone might have poached him as a head coach. And then you lose your offensive coordinator and the person that's made Bayfield, uh, Mayfield, Bayfield, Martin Bayfield playing quarterback. Martin Bayfield has done well. He's got the height. It'd be like, it'd be like a Brock Osweiler. He's, he's it? too small to be a quarterback, that guy. <laughs> yeah. um, I don't know. It just seems like a massive reach to me. And it just it seems like a really Browns thing to do. I can't hope it works out for him because I, you know, I'd, I'd like to see him do all right. As, but... as we've said a few times, there's going to be some brilliant hires and there's going to be some terrible hires over the next couple of years. And personally, I hope this one's a good one. Everyone's you... trying to get, as we keep saying, the next Sean McVay, Matt Lafleur at the Packers. That's obviously what they're looking for there. Cliff Kingsbury. Well, I, I do get it, but it's it's just it's well, it's the, a gamble. Kingsbury, I understand because Texas Tech are famous for running a really good offense and he was there and he installed it. So. It's it's all it's all very well running a really good offense, but the Cardinals yes, they've got draft picks and, and they've got some collateral there for trade, but fucking hell. Who's gonna who's gonna go to the, the Cardinals at the moment? Just can't see it. It's a fucking well, we'll, car see, we'll see, mate, won't we? We'll see. Yeah. I mean who would have who would have uh when when the Rams hired Sean McVeigh, who would have said that he'd be that guy? Nobody knew who was going to be. No, but I mean they've 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 had an element of of luck with that as well, haven't they? With the likes of Gurley coming in and, and absolutely setting the world alight, you know. They're, yeah, but look how Gurley, how badly Gurley did under Jeff Fisher. Uh, <laughs> so, but at least at least, not... at least McVeigh had been a offensive coordinator for a couple of years. At least he was like known in the league. Well, a couple of years of doing that seems to be enough to get you the the big job. Um, well, the other, no, the if, other one if is you can, um, if you can show that you've got the ability to call plays in the NFL and and you've got the backing of a team, then that's all you need as a head coach. You, I, I wouldn't be surprised if, if he hired a couple of really experienced coordinators. Yeah, and I think that's one of the major things that um, that McVeigh did, wasn't it? It was getting um, whatever his name uh, is, Wade Phillips. Summer, yeah, Wade Phillips. Um, so I think that um, he's going to have to do that at the Cardinals as well. And they need a minor miracle because they're fucking rubbish. That is um, the other one is uh, obviously talking to Cardinals. Bruce Arians going to to Tampa out of retirement for the third or fourth time. Um, and apparently the card, I didn't realize this, but they, because he retired from the Cardinals, he was still under contract. They still held his rights. So Tampa have given them a sixth round pick in exchange for the rights and a seventh round pick in 2020. Didn't realise that either. That's yeah. cosmetic and pointless. But okay. yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. So they've got a two, they got a two thousand they got the two thousand and nineteen sixth round for a coach that they held some rights to and a seventh round next year. There you go. Little steps for the Cardinals, but you know that's that'll help them. <laughs> Brilliant. <laughs> Might pick up a kicker. <laughs> yeah. Or a quarterback just as good as Josh Rosen. Who knows? Yeah, Josh Rosen. Uh, yeah, I'm there. Oh, we're Cardinals fan that we spoke. And Rosen isn't that bad. It's a it's a miracle that cunt didn't die <laughs> this year. <laughs> <laughs> Behind that O line, mate. Absolute miracle. Remember when I used to bleep that word? 
Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really. Um, other other hire, I think. Uh, well, at the time of recording, Dolphins, Bengals, and Jets are yet to hire anybody. Oh, also, also the the top bowls is going to be the Bucks defensive coordinator, which and Dirk decent, Cutter, decent eye, you'd think. Dirk Cutter's Dirk Cutter's got an, an, an offensive coordinator, yeah, Falcons offensive coordinator, isn't he? Yeah. Um, they're, they're, they're finding their their places. The other one that Vic Fangio has gone to the Broncos now. Do they? Oh, he's obviously Gary Kubiak, assuming he stays, is still calling the shots on offense. Um, does that? Well, they're it's, so it's going to improve the Broncos on defense, surely. The Broncos—they're just so dull. <laughs> I think they'll go back to being defensively really, really sound and like a proper D. But that offense is so fucked that I think it needs a lot of work. I'm not sure Fangio's the man to do it. Yeah. It's a blow. It's inevitable. It's a blow for the Bears, though, you would think. Um, but you know, they, they should get a decent coordinator hire to replace him with the, the players they've got. Um, there you go. There's some, uh, there are some coaches. They've got some jobs. There's three more for whoever <laughs> wants them. Is it, isn't Mike McCarthy strongly rumoured to go to the Jets? Oh yes, I believe he is. That'd be an interesting one. I thought you were saying. I thought you said Mike Malarkey for a minute, who's got a job as tight ends coach of the Falcons. How the not so mighty have fallen. <laughs> um, well, at least he can pay his bills. How long have we been recording? Seems like one hour like three minutes. That's good oh, for that's us. Not too bad. Not too bad. Um, let's get to the highlight of the show then. Well, it feels like we've done AOB during the show, but let's do uh-huh. some more of it. People like People it. Like it. Like, let's, let's make some more of them. <laughs> so, so with that in mind, then uh, I'll um, I'll kick off for me because next month it has been announced officially the release date for the new series of Alan Partridge. Oh come on, mate! We don't talk about Partridge on this pod. Sorry. Well, I am. I will be talking about Partridge. <laughs> it is going to celebrate apparently Alan's triumphant <laughs> return to the BBC, hosting a factual-based magazine show called This Time, which is in no way, shape, or form going to be like the One Show. So, uh, <laughs> Alan and Steve Coogan has, inter- has done a load, a load of interviews apparently, and, and going on where he is you know even partridge is going to take on topics such as me too which should be brilliant. absolutely <laughs> brilliant absolutely incredible um to quote to quote steve Coogan, he's he's sometimes ignorant and prejudiced but he tries to do the right thing um <laughs> and uh where is it you know the show itself is a heady mix of consumer affairs, current affairs, viewer interaction, highbrow interview, and lightweight froth. Very much the sweet spots for a man whose CV boasts over two decades of weekday local radio, the BBC <laughs> said. And with an array of diverse subjects on the agenda, it promises to be a perfect fit for a man whose broadcasting style has been described as equidistant between chit-chat and analysis. <laughs> <laughs> And I, for one, how to go full circle. I, for one, cannot wait. When that's released, we need to do a review pod of it and call it the Long Stanton Spice Museum pod. (laughs) Uh, As as I mentioned a few weeks ago, some some idiots got there first with the uh, episode by episode. Fuck them! It was shit. Let's let's do a proper. It was it was shit. Real shit. Let's do a proper. Uh, They got. I got 
so far into it, I can't carry on with it because they're just they they're Shit. youth. They're the youth. They're idiots. They started having a go. They started talking about James Bond films, and they all seem to like Brosnan ahead of Connery and Moore. And then and then they they were having a go at Roachford's cuddly toy for being like a sort of an old man's song. Scum. Get, get out. Get out, the lot of you. Who here, by the yeah. way, hasn't tried to do that cuddly toy thing when they're driving along in a car? I have. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I've tried Your to do that. Lamps are on. Along with that bit, along with the fog then, lamps are on. There's, there's no, no fog. fog. <laughs> oh, cuddly toy. <laughs> so you got to feel for me, baby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, good. Uh, this is um, uh, second only, the, the only... Uh, Song description I've ever heard that was better was on uh, It's Always Sunny in Philadelphia, where they described the D Bow Bow song. <laughs> you know what that is? Go on. D Bow Bow. D Bow Bow. Oh, okay. <laughs> the D Bow Bow song. Uh, you've got to watch. You've got. To, you've got to watch just just for that bit, just because it's quite funny. Anyway, hijacked another. Any, any other business? <laughs> I was finished. Anyway, I'm just excited. Oh, and we're going to obviously hear more about that in the coming weeks, aren't we? This might make us pod more in the off season. This I did. Thing. I did say to Adam before we started recording that I, I think at one point Steve Coogan will be on the one show as Alan Partridge. Yeah. Yeah, sort of plugging yeah, it, and yeah, I think definitely. it'll be some of the best television you'll you'll see. There's, there's. In fact, what I didn't get round to telling you, Russ, if you haven't heard it already, when he brought out, it was either his iPartridge book or Nomad. I don't know which one it was, and he did like a best part of an hour on the radio with Richard Bacon as that, like as Alan Partridge promoting the book. And it's if just Google it, it's on YouTube. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's or like forty minutes of just. Richard Bacon chatting to who's barely Partridge anyway, um, chatting to Alan Partridge. You know, I, you know who I'd like. I'd, I'd love to see a maidly Partridge in a Frostnix style one-on-one. <laughs> you know, in a room, hard hitting maidly versus Partridge. I think that would just be incredible. It's just talking uh, about Brexit. There's no verses in there at all, is there? <laughs> <laughs> Brexit and me too. Yeah. <laughs> Knowing uh, me, knowing me too, with Alan Partridge. Um, very yeah. good. That wasn't very good. All right, take, us, take us somewhere else. All right, what have you got for us, Doug? Uh, well, two, two, two things. Um, and instantly that I said two things, I forgot the first one. Um, but I meant to bring this up on, on all over a while back. But um, the rock choir. Are you familiar the with their work? work? No, mate. No. no. It's a bunch of mid-50s to 60-year-old ladies, mostly divorced, and a few letterous old men that pitch up at rugby stadiums up and down the country and sing operatic versions of popular mid two thousand songs. That <laughs> sounds incredibly fun. It, it's like It's like a visual representation of despair and loneliness. <laughs> I hate it. I hate it. Anytime they come that on, sounds to... like a strap line for this podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I just, I just hate it. I've, I've wanted to get it off my chest about the rock choir for a long time. 
Um, so there you go. Uh, well, it's it's fairly certain that none of us are going to check it out to see what you. <laughs> see yeah, what you're they talking all pitch about up. They're all wearing matching t-shirts. <laughs> oh God. Um, they they pitched up at Northampton Saints one week and they sang at half time. But the worst thing that Saints did was give them a shitload of tickets, so they all stayed in the ground and then sang when the Saints go marching in in a really womany voice in the corner, and all the Saracens oh, fans were just laughing at. Like, literally really, laughing at really womany voice. Oh, God, it was so <laughs> shit. Um, and it, uh, just a bit of listener interaction. If anyone has the time or inclination, just go back through this podcast, start a stopwatch anytime you hear anything vaguely relating to NFL, and just just tweet the guys or the Long Snapper account. I'm no longer on Twitter, but just tweet us with how much of this one hour and ten minutes so far we actually spent talking about American football. That'd be much appreciated. I'd like, I'd like to think it's a similar percentage to the actual time the ball is in motion in a game of American football. Yeah, yeah, right. So, which is so like just, just, just as a just just as a brief sort of mental arithmetic thing, we we spent fifteen. The quiz, the, the, the pod was fifteen minutes long before we finished the quiz, and it was an hour and three minutes when we started any other business. So that is what forty minutes. It's already a quite a chunky percentage yeah and so 10 minutes of that we spent talking about bill o'brien's chin abscess <laughs> but um, sky, nfl sky presenters was about 10 NFL, minutes yeah so i reckon tops 15 minutes in this podcast about actual nfl analysis it was it was like pulling teeth by me to try and get it out of you as well <laughs> really well uh pay your money Mark, take your chance what, with what podcasts isn't it <laughs> Um, so mine is just a quick word of warning to any parents out there of young kids. The other night I made a massive mistake and I realized as soon as I'd done it, my mistake, um, I don't know if you chaps have ever done this, but I was talking to like, I was like, my lad was going to bed and we were talking about like various things and he was talking about ghosts and whatnot. And, um, because he was like afraid of the dark and I was telling him that ghosts don't exist. And then I, I, the throwaway comment, as you say to people, I said to him, anyway, night, night, don't let the bed bugs bite. And he looked at me, he looked at me and he said, oh, don't worry, dad. I know bed bugs aren't real. And for <laughs> some know. reason. They are, Charlie. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. For some reason, the words came out of my mouth were, they are real. <laughs> the look of horror, <laughs> the look of horror on his face. And then for some like un- like some kind of unstoppable moron, they're fucking got, massive like, as well. Yeah, I then got my phone out and showed him a picture of them. Oh my god, that's even worse. I know to prove that these things were real. I'm not sure he slept since. Oh, parent of the Social year services, award. if you're listening, his address <laughs> is 10 King Road, Swindon. Swindon. <laughs> yeah, it's just round the magic roundabout, and you'll find it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know what possessed me <laughs> to, to tell my child the truth because let's face it, no good parent does that. Um, yeah, and like now when I go to put him to bed, he's like, but what about the bed bugs? So yeah, don't be a dick and lie to your kids. Is that why we're recording 15 minutes later than scheduled? <laughs> pretty much. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah, what a prick. Uh, don't, don't, wow. don't tell your children the bed bugs are real. Stupid thing to do. That is incredible. Just don't do it. Um, I following Craig's chat with me last week, and I'm suddenly thinking that that chat might have been off air. So if it wasn't in the podcast, it well, it doesn't really matter. Uh, he was he was talking about Luther 
Um, you've, you've been watching it as well, Russ. I'd never seen it. Um, you're, not, so... you're not about to drop any spoilers here, are you, Adam? No, 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 no. I'm not. I hadn't seen any of it ever, and we've just just started watching it from the start. Five five episodes in. If we get this wrapped up soon, we might be able to get number six and finish the first first series. Um, it's just going to be. It's absolutely superb. I don't know why we've not watched it before. One of the best British dramas ever made, and it gets better. It's yeah. like the the early series, um, like series series three, four, one has are, done that throughout. Are as well. Unbelievable. Oh. It gets darker. It gets grittier. It's just phenomenal. Excellent. So bear, thank bear love for Idris Elba. <laughs> Just out of Chinese. What do you expect? <laughs> I don't know if the microphone picked that up. I, I don't. <laughs> I kind of hope it did. What a uh, way to end. <laughs> on that bombshell. Wow. On that bombshell. I'm going to have to move. I'm going gonna, I'm, I'm gonna to have to move. It, you know it's bad when you can't stand your own smell. <laughs> usually, usually that they're the sweetest ones. Do you reckon um, if the uh, podcast awards are listening to this, we're in with a chance? <laughs> <laughs> this has been our finest hour and ten minutes ever. <laughs> don't they? Loads don't of shit. How... Basically, playoff games happened. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> the only thing that worries me is we might get the. Like the description of our podcast and like the categories it's in and stuff, we might get moved yeah, to it's just it's general bullshit. <laughs> general, general. <laughs> miscellaneous. <laughs> Misc is the one, isn't it? Disconcertingly vague. If we were a curry, we'd be a meat curry. <laughs> <laughs> is there anything more disconcerting than seeing meat curry on the menu? What's the strangest thing you've ever seen on the curry menu? Chops cutlet is mine. Oh God! Chops cutlet. I I did in Paris once see a sign that uh, it's there was um, two kebabs, one on top of the other. One said sand kebab, and the other one said ass kebab. <laughs> Jesus! I had a pizza menu through the door recently. It had a one of them was the pizza like they have their names, and they're all re- always really bad. You have your generic Hawaiians or whatever, and one was only pepperoni. It was called, and the toppings were listed as pepperoni it? and salami. <laughs> <laughs> and then, then you had, then you had free choice, mushroom, free. sweet corn, and chicken. <laughs> the pizza was called free choice. Free choice. Wow. Idiots. <laughs> yeah, create your own mushroom, sweet corn, and chicken. <sighs> so that's a good place to leave it, isn't it? Really. I, I agree. Can we get out of here? Um, yeah, some some games coming up. We'll be back next week to not talk about them. Yeah. <laughs> Enjoy. <laughs> Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.